Steve, I almost I almost swore there a second ago. I just hit my funny bone and it, it hurt a lot. <laughs> well, then, that's not a funny bone if you're swearing. No, no. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Um, hello. This is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with... Steve. Steve in my arm that is now very tingly. <laughs> um, wow, I don't even know how I did that one. Uh, welcome into the podcast where we have broken arms now and... I, I got a bruise the other day, and I don't know where the bruise came from, so I got to keep an eye on that. On the I, same I arm? I, it was on my no, it was on my hand, and I uh, maybe it was on Jeez. a weekend project. There was a cut on my week, my my knuckle. It looks like I got into a fight, but I, I didn't get into a fight. If we had an injury list for this season with the tooth, and now we got elbows. That's true. Hands. Yeah, it's <laughs> a tough <laughs> gig to go on the IR. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! All right. Um, this week on the show, we've got another Super Bowl show, even though the Super Bowl already happened. But we've got a lot of things to recap about the Super Bowl. Um, we've got a Penn State aspect. We are going to break it down and then the game into three different aspects. So the game slash broadcast of the Super Bowl, uh, my top three commercials, and Steve's top three, at least top three commercials. We might get into more. And then our old guy, young guy this week is topical related to the halftime show. So I'm, I'm excited to hear Steve's reaction because he did send me a couple texts during the game. Um, so, but the first thing I want to get into, and I don't want to blast anybody and I don't want to put anybody on call or anything like that, but I want to talk about, and I think we have to talk about this, Steve, because it was, it wasn't even just the talk of Penn State internet. It was the talk of the internet last week. The yeah, now okay. infamous infamous Penn State tweet of appearing in every Super Bowl except for five. Yep. Did, did, like, what, what What happened, Steve? Here, and I have an opinion on what happened. But... I, I don't know what happened, and I was afraid to ask the few people that I do kind of know to see if they, eat, if they even knew. And, and at this point, even if they said what happened, I don't know if you believe them, right? Like, you know, did they plan it that way to like, you know, kind of be tongue in cheek, right? And then just get beat up? Did they screw up and think nobody would know? Like, I, I just... Steve, are you are you giving deep state conspiracy theories on that tweet? I already? have no like... idea. I have no idea why you put that out that way. I guess, I, I guess that I, I'm, I'm flummoxed. Okay. I'm confused. I'm... <laughs> but, it, but it got attention, right? Like, that's the thing. Were they that smart? Like, I just don't know. I refuse to. I don't think I believe that. That's. But I don't know. I, okay, so I saw a couple other people tweet it, like, but it was like, well, like, fourteen hours into after this tweet, and if you don't, I don't know if the tweet still exists, but I'm, I'm sure you saw the post because literally everybody saw the post. It was a graphic with a Penn State football player, and again, it said every appeared in every Super Bowl, and then very tiny font except for five, and it it made its way well around the internet i saw it all over the place and it wasn't even just sports i saw it in like like other aspects of, of media and it was great because everybody had their own spin on it right like i don't know if penn state has an alum at the new hampshire fisher cats but they were one of the first ones in minor league sports that went back we won every championship except the ones we didn't you know Ole miss i mean everybody had something with it it, it was wonderful it was the sports internet that day but I just don't think they planned for it to be that. Okay. And if they did, if they did, even if they come out and say now, nobody's going to believe them, right? Like that's the thing. Like you're screwed. There, yeah. there's, there, the truth telling doesn't even work now. Like so, you either enjoy it in yourself and laugh and say, "Yep, see, we won," and nobody knew, or 
or we screwed up and we still won. Like, I mean, that's the thing because they still won. Right, in which to Penn State's credit, like they they did were like, okay, we they sent out another tweet later and it had like a magnifying glass and it, it said you won't need a magnifying glass for this tweet or anything like that. Right, and then so, they did a forty five and fifty one at some point too. Yeah, you know, so yeah, um, I don't know. So here's what I think happened. This is my my two cent take on it as a person that works in social media, and 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 again, I've screwed up plenty of times. Um, just mine haven't gone as viral. Um, here's what I think happened. I think that there were two people. There was a social media person and a graphic designer, and that was it. That was the those were the only two people that saw that tweet before it went out, after it, or until it went out, scheduled it, posted it, and thought nothing of it. They were like, this is great. It's an awesome graphic. It, it says how many Penn Staters, all of this stuff. And I think I just think it was one of those things where literally any one more set of eyes, like anyone, would have been like, eh, "Should we rephrase this?" Like, phrasing is key here, and I think I think that's what happened. That is my. I I don't. I don't, and I don't think disagree with the possibility that I I in no way believe that there were ten people involved, right? Like, yeah. the, you know, it's somewhere between two and five, at the most, and 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 nobody said and nobody said. Okay, could we get beat up for this, or is it bad, <laughs> or did some was somebody smart enough to say, "Oh, it's kind of funny," like you know, I, I don't know, and and we'll never know, even if we do know, and somebody tells me that this is the story because they were in the room, I don't know that I'd believe them, right? Like it's just one of those things. No. If if you do know, if you do listen to this podcast and you do know the real answer, and and you want to anonymous anonymously email us. At, at our email, which is stuff summers says podcast at gmail.com. We are we will we will read that email and we will respect that your privacy and, and we'll we will but we want to know. We right. want to know. So, I, like I said, I just thought I, I just want to talk about it. I think that's what happened. I think it was just two people, three it, or just two people in a room or whatever being like, Yeah, this is great. I, I do think it's very funny because James Franklin. And I will I will leave out other specifics, but he has notoriously got a little bit of a tight grip on the that that Twitter account. So I, I do think that that's funny. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he sees every single tweet that comes across his time or across his desk, if you, so to speak. Um, but I gotta think he sees a lot of them because I mean I think that's kind of part of his job is kind of hyping up Penn State um, and kind of also being a marketing person. Um, but it was funny. I mean, people had fun with it. And, it, you know, it wasn't like they, they screwed up, per se. Like, there was no harm, no foul. It was, right. No, it, it wasn't it factually was incorrect, right? Like, yeah. that's the thing. So, like, that, you know, in that way, it, it could have had a sense of a plan to it. And, and in terms of Coach Franklin, I think that's one of my tough parts with him. Like, he has a tight grip on it when he wants to or, or, or spins it that he does. And there are other times then when he's like, oh, no, my social media person does this. I don't know that I always see that right. And I think he's got more important things to do than worry about the Twitter account, right? So it's yeah. that's always interesting to me is what the times he is owning it. I'm like, why do you care? You have so many more important things to do. <laughs> Trust the social media person to do it and, and, and come up with a scheme for third and four or something, you know? Hey, I will say, though, I think, I think credit where credit is due, the night and day difference between where Penn State graphics were 
you know, back in the Joe Paterno era to now are are truly night night and day. Well, they've got the biggest they got the biggest graphic team in college sports, I think. Yeah, and, you know, and so they, it shows that it, yep. it, the graphics do look good, and so credit to them. Yep. And, and well, it was, and if you joking, did plan it, yeah, I was joking three weeks ago. What's the ROI on all those graphic people? I guess we just found out because they won yeah. the internet last week. Yeah. So, you know? I mean, bravo to you if you did plan. I mean, I saw like I saw multiple different news quote-unquote news places oh, yeah. talk about this tweet I'm, I'm sure that it made at least one sports talk show that day so oh, i'm sure too no good for them yeah. so good for them all right steve did you what did you have during the game what did you what did you enjoy during the game on sunday we ate before the game so it was wings and pierogies and a salad Ooh. so that we got a little bit of health in there sort of after what, that stuff what, what so what, what do you cook the pierogies in just this time, with they, this time they were fried because we the, the the Mrs. Football in the house said she was tired of the, of the soggy boiled pierogies with the, the chives and butter on them. So we so what she do is caramelized onions and, and that's what I do. I, well, so I boil them first and then butter. Yeah, we didn't boil them first, but whatever. It's the first time we've done that. We were gonna okay. deep fry them, but I was pretty sure I'd screw it up. Yeah, and get them too it's a little too stressful. It's yeah, a little stressful. So. All right. What well, about I you? Did, we did nachos. We did a nice that's big good. giant thing of nachos, so that was good. Um, Let's see. What wasn't good on Super Bowl Sunday? The game itself wasn't good. Oh, the dog. It was awful. The the fact that there was no 4K, that wasn't good. I think of you when that stuff doesn't happen, though. Now um, I watch it both as me and both as Darian's going to bitch that there's no 4K. Yeah. And that, I'm trying to think what else wasn't good. I don't know. It's just, it wasn't, it wasn't super. So what did you and did you not like about Super Bowl Sunday? In terms of the broadcast. Wow, in terms of the broadcast, what did I like? There was a lot that I thought was just average or bad. Um, yeah, it, everything felt average. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like another game. It didn't feel big because there wasn't a crowd, because there wasn't... It felt And it felt like they were trying to hype it. It felt like they really wanted the quarterback storyline to be something. And, and, they, and they were driving that from beginning to end. And even at the end... You know, Tony Romo's talking about, well, you know, if he's ahead seven championships to one now, is Mahomes going to get to seven championships? Are you kidding me? He might not get back, might get back for another three or four years. Like, and a former quarterback and in his, in his seat, and Jim Nance, who's done these games before, should understand the fleeting nature of what's happening here. And you can't talk about teams not getting back in consecutive years, which they, they drove home as well, and then try to, to position Mahomes for, for, you know, matching. I don't know. They just It just felt... Not contrived, but it felt forced at times in terms of the broadcast and just average. Like for me, I, I, I've seen a lot of people praising them, and that's great. I just, I didn't think it was an A broadcast. It wasn't bad. It, well, there were no obvious faults. It just was okay. And the game so, sucking had a big part of it. The game was just awful, right? Like it yeah. was just. At, uh, so at no point in that game was I like, all right, this is a really good game. Like it didn't, it didn't. Even from the first drive, I think somebody punted the ball away, and it, it was just not interesting. But the the quarterback versus quarterback thing, I it, it's starting to drive me crazy, and I blame Lamar Jackson for this in a good way. A few weeks ago, I believe when they were maybe playing the Chiefs, it may might have been when they were playing the Bills. I don't I don't remember exactly who. He said he plays on the other side of the ball. Why should I worry about him? Basically, like he's a good player, and I I respect him. I'm not. I I worry about the defense, I, and 
I understand we want to pit quarterback versus quarterback, but in you know why they do that, but that is kind of played like overplayed to me. And I think the biggest storyline besides Gronk having a really good game that that wasn't talked about enough was how good the Bucks defense was. And I don't think that that was hit on enough in the broadcast. It was still like you said, like it, it was what the fourth quarter, and Romo is like going off on this weird tangent about how. Mahomes not might not make it to this many Super Bowls and, and like first off he's like it's like what fourth year in the league if that like let's slow down there but secondly it was just an odd tangent to have at that time I could maybe understand in like a previous round of the playoffs and if they choked the game away but I don't think Pat Mahomes played terrible his offensive line wasn't there to support him there that's where the criticism should have been directed so I didn't like that um, and the other thing that you pointed out that I thought was and I thought it was odd when I heard it, but I didn't. It, it, it didn't resonate as much with me. But it was it was Romo? It was like six minutes left in the game, and he's like, "All right, well, if they can score here, and then score here, and then score here, they're they're right back in this one, Jim." Like, settle down. Like, I know that like you're excited and you want a comeback story and you want something interesting to happen in the game, but it was it was too much. It was just yeah, too and much. the ship had sailed by that point. It was one thing in the third quarter if he'd have been doing doing that math, and then he did the math at one point. It was just awful when he was trying to figure out how many points were eight points or nine points or whatever it was and whether well, they got to go for two briefly. Just stop it. But no, they, it just felt, that part felt contrived. And they missed some opportunities. Yes, they gave credit to Todd Bowles' defense and mentioned Todd Bowles' name a couple times, which was great. But it was, it was, but it was the defense and it was the Kansas City offensive line down two starters just getting overwhelmed. They just couldn't, they couldn't protect the quarterback. And, and, and there was never an opportunity for that to happen. And Kansas City did some poor coaching. Like, I, I don't understand the timeouts by Andy Reid at the end of the first half. You're getting the ball back at the end, at the start of the second. So you don't need to stop the clock. Let them not go down the field. Mm-hmm. Get your team back. Like, I didn't understand that unless they had some screw-up and somebody was hurt. And I just didn't think – I think you were, they were stuck on storylines. And I do think there's some – Goodwill there, old boys club kind of stuff where we don't we don't criticize head coaches often during the broadcast live. Like Andy Reid's not going to get beat up for making a mistake. Um, his son, the new stuff about his son not being there and the issue, it was in the pregame show, but then it didn't come up to almost the fourth quarter again in the game. Not that it mattered, but it just it was more newsworthy. It was probably the most recent news item that would have affected the team's mentality or output. Um, so yeah, it was just... It was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad broadcast, but it was. It didn't feel like a Super Bowl worthy broadcast. I don't know, but it wasn't a good game. I mean, that's the other thing. You're trying to make yeah. lemonade out of some serious lemons. Um, I forget what I was going to ask. Do Do you think that? I, I don't know. Do you think that it? it so let's go. Let, the crowd thing is interesting because I didn't think about that. Do you think that that had a factor? Like I don't know if it. Like, I don't know if it had a factor in the broadcast, but there's certainly a different energy, right? When you don't, when you only have a quarter of a third. I noticed there were less crowd fans. shots right. for how full the crowd was. Even right. And you could have got away with them because there were more this in this game than almost any other game this year. Right. Um, um, it just felt, yeah. yeah, like it's. It feels like much has felt during this this time. It feels like studio wrestling on a football field. You know, it feels like some yeah. old TBS broadcast of whatever on Saturday mornings. Of, of studio wrestling and it just and they're, they're trying I guess they were there wasn't there weren't any 
I, I, I tell you, the good thing about the broadcast too, where there were no rules things. There were nothing where they had to call Gene Steratore in, which was great. Like that was I one think there less was thing. One, yeah. I think it was one and that was it and it was and he was like oh, this decision it was that it was that one pass interference and he was like right. that's the right decision and we're moving right. on right um now um, i did feel the penalties in the first half were a little ticky tack but yeah. you know it's just because they hadn't been calling them that that way for the past couple weeks no it was just okay like I, there's nothing really in terms of the broadcast that was bad i thought before the game i thought the george hallis thing like i didn't get that like i didn't get it was okay. Wait, that was George, what, was it George Howe? I thought it was Vince Lombardi. Oh, sorry, Vince Lombardi. Yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. Sorry, I'm saying George Howe. I'm seeing Vince Lombardi. <laughs> but he, I still didn't get it. Like, I just don't. That I mean, was weird. We were all in this let's, together, let's and you end up with the hologram, and he's walking in. Like, I just didn't get that. I don't know. Yeah, it didn't. I think their intention was for it to look a lot better than it looked on TV, because it looked very not good on, on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on I guess maybe in real life it would have looked better. That was weird. That that was very weird. Um, so a couple of other things that I thought were weird. Like I said, no 4K. Again, it's the Super Bowl. This is the the premier event. There were a couple little glimpses with end zone cameras, right, when they brought people in. Because you can tell it becomes more theatric and more cinematic. Yeah. But it's only like it was a glimpse or a one-off here and I, there. I don't understand that. I didn't understand, like, I don't know. I, I mean, my only thought was maybe they didn't want to take the ratings away. Um the other thing that I thought was interesting, and I didn't notice this until about maybe into the second quarter, those banner ads that were around the stadium that have kind of been around pretty much every stadium for our, through the last mm-hmm. however many months, they were digital. Did you notice that? They were they actually changed. real life digital. They weren't like green screen digital. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought those were pretty cool. That was if if we're going to continue to do this for another couple more months. That's a nice innovation. I know that's probably very expensive, and it is the Super Bowl, so you can swing it. But I thought that was that was interesting. Right, and this is a good. This is a time when you're going to invest. I mean, you know, you talk about what you want to invest in or not. Like this is a time when you want to make sure those ads work, and it's going to be the right thing. So let's go away from the green screen. Let's let's do those and see if it worked and it seemed to. I will say the biggest disappointment to me, though, was the new CBS scorebook. So here's my spiel on that. So. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm I, I, I'm very weirdly obsessed with score bugs. I didn't not like it, but I didn't love it. It looks like the old Fox score bug that they were they use still use for the regional broadcasts on like hockey games and basketball games, and like BTN uses the same one too. It just has a logo on it, and okay, great, you put the logo on it, like it, it does look better. I did like that it matched the kind of cohesive font that CBS has. Yep. But if we're talking about font, we have to talk about the fact that the the clock and the quarter were completely off-center in terms of like their vertical vertical position. And to me, like those are the little things that I noticed that just drive me crazy and keep me up at night. And I, much like the Penn State tweet, can't believe that nobody in the room saw that and went, oh, you know, we should maybe realign that. And I don't know if it just works out differently because that's how the, the technical things work, but I I don't know. It, it just it kind of surprised me. Yeah, it was a little cleaner, but I, I, I could I saw what you were – I mean, I, I saw it. I'm like, oh, okay, Darian and the score bugs, right? Um, yeah, like I could see that. And it seemed like 
Did they do something different with with the arrow when it, that was on the field when it was down in distance, or did there was there not one? It was a different. I didn't notice it as much as I have noticed it on other broadcasts, and I didn't notice the play clock as much. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about that. Um, it was. I don't know if it also showed possession, which not isn't majorly important. Like I, I can, I'm watching the game, I can clearly understand that if I'm looking at the scorebook, I'm paying attention to who you know who has the who ball. Has right? the ball but, most likely. Um, you know what? I don't know if it also showed timeouts, and I feel like that's become essential. Yeah, and I don't know either. I mean, and that was the, that's the other thing with the game, right? Like, there's a part of me, I mean, it had to be there, right? But the game was just so boring and lopsided that some of that stuff didn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. did the play clock matter? It wasn't like they were anybody was ever in a hurry. I mean, Chiefs are down by three touchdowns, and they're not even in a hurry to snap the ball late in the third quarter, which was just hard to believe. And, you know, there weren't, timeouts being taken late in the game. They were there. They were there because I remember grumbling at the end of the first half, why are the Chiefs taking this timeout? Okay. And they, yeah. So they were there. I just got the video here. Yeah, um, yeah they were They were there. They were there. But again, the, the and the play clock was there, but again, the, it wasn't, I didn't notice it as much on the field with the, the down and distance arrow on the field. It doesn't look like there's a possession. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It doesn't look like there's a possession thing. I don't know. To me, those are essential things to have on a did you see the, the and I because I didn't see the games there like the, the BBC stuff where they put them the, the the score bugs like in the upper part of the screen and stuff like that like have you seen those and what do you, what do you like like or dislike about those? So I, I don't know if you saw this. I'm looking at at Bubba Prague's Twitter, um, Timothy Burke. If you don't follow him, he kind of is a nerd. I thought this was funny. He pointed out that that they have their score bug at the end of the game and it says full time like it says ft <laughs> like like it is Brit- like for british soccer yeah. that's what they say they say full time yeah. and then the score is also listed with the home team first and then the score and then tampa bay at the end so which right. is the non-american way to put put scores yep. um so i thought that was kind of interesting i don't know anyways no, that, that, those are my rants i I don't know, like you said, I just there were, it felt like there was something missing from the, the Super Bowl this year. And I think maybe some of that is just our current state of the world. That's probably true. All right. What wasn't missing were commercials and lots of them. There were overall lots of them. overall before we get into our rankings of of commercials, do you think they were good this year? Do you, do you think they were bad this year? Or was this an average year? I think there were more good ones than bad ones. Okay. I don't know if overall they were good. Like there were there were a couple. I think one of the better ones I saw was wasted on the pregame show because that's where they spent their money. Like I, that was, there was one early in the pregame show that I thought was really good that I wish they had saved the money and spent for the game. Um, but overall, I thought they were yeah I thought they were okay. They weren't. Okay. It wasn't horrible. There's was a couple that I was like, oh God, why did you spend money to be here? But in general, I thought they were good. I think. Okay. I what commercial did you not like? Let, let's start there, and then we'll get into our rankings of best commercials. Like? I didn't like the Jason Alexander hoodie thing. Okay, so I didn't get that, and right. then because I didn't watch Seinfeld, and I like I kind of expected you to be like, "Did you understand?" Like, text me and like, "Did you get that?" But I didn't watch Seinfeld. I've never watched. it. I didn't watch enough of it to get it, and I just he's not a list enough for me to to care. Although I guess I'm missing an episode somewhere that makes this matter. Yeah, I guess like something with the song that was playing is like a famous Seinfeld bit or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. Like it was. So I didn't get that one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what commercial I didn't like. Uh, so 
I didn't like this one, but it was kind of smart, and I was like, mm, this makes me mad. The the Oatly one, which was the guy singing in the field about yeah. milk, yep. about oat milk and, yep. and, or almond milk or oat milk, I'm not yep. sure, quite sure. I just can't imagine spending that kind of money on a Super Bowl ad. That's exactly what I was thinking. And doing that and and this be, but like at the same time, it's like, all right, that's kind of smart because now I'm going to go Google your company and find out more about it. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I'm like, man, I can't believe Oatly has that much money that this is where they're going to spend their money. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that was, I, I just, I have a why. Like I'm like, I have a little eh list with a why for that one. I just don't understand. There are that. better things you can do with your money there. It felt like it. Now again, maybe they can't get that much awareness anywhere else. Maybe right. it's worth them for awareness, you know, and maybe oat, oat milk sales are going to go through the roof this past this this week or the next. I don't know. Um, did you catch the Reddit one? And I don't. No, I didn't. And I saw people. I, I don't know where, how I missed that one. Okay, it was on for five seconds, and that was like the point of the ad. Okay, it, it was why. basically to be like very quick. You should go read it if you haven't read it. Basically, it was kind of huh, Reddit. Um, <laughs> It was kind of related to everything that happened with with the GameStop stock and all of that stuff, yeah. and and basically like, where Reddit is trying to become more of a force in social media. And I thought it was it was kind of clever because you're supposed to really only look at a Reddit post for very quickly, right. and then kind of move on. And that was yep. kind of the whole and make your decision based off of that. And that was kind of the whole gist of of the the post in the image. Yep. Okay. I thought so, the Paramount Plus commercials were all good. I didn't. They weren't on my good list, but I understand why they, they're rebranding from CBS All Access. They were well produced. They were great. They were the good lines. I was just like, that's Paramount Plus. Like, I, I don't know. I guess maybe it was the product that I didn't get it, but those were good, well produced commercials. Didn't make my top three, but the the crack one with Beavis and Butthead, and, mm-hmm. and I forget mm-hmm. if it's Beavis or Butthead, and then started laughing and said, he said crack. Right, right. Like, that, that one was one of the harder laughs of the night. Yeah. All right. What was your number three commercial? I think the uh, the Toyota Paralympian. Ah, uh, see that one kind of depressed me. I know, I know. I, I went, but I didn't go with. I don't have any uh, any of the other cause any other cause okay. commercials on my good list. That, one kind that of was my one me. cause. Commercial. I, I understand it. I understand, and it's a cool story. But it kind of depressed me. All right, my number three was the McConaughey commercial, the mm-hmm. the the Doritos 3D yep. because I, I, those were a, an iconic snack of my childhood. Did you make it third because it was for the 3D commercial? You making it number three just because it was the 3D uh, or the I didn't other two above about it? that? No, but that mm-hmm. was that one was good. Like it was it was clever and it was like all right, we we get Matthew McConaughey this like big tough dude in a in a funny situation. Yep. Yeah, I had number him. Two? He didn't make my top. Three, but he was in my good list. Um, I think the the lemon of a year from Bud Light Seltzer. Like I just think the the, the lemon of the year stuff with the things falling and whatever else. And that one was would have probably been number five on my list. Yeah, so yeah, so that one was good. I like that one. Um, the Bud Light, the other Bud Light one that called recalled like all of the famous the legends. People, yeah, the legends. I had to like. I, I need to go back and like watch an explainer article because I don't remember right. all of those. Exactly. Neither did I. I. I vaguely remember the Cedric of the Entertainer one, yeah. and I was, I remember the Post Malone one because that one was like last year, yeah. and the, of course Dilly Dilly because that was everywhere. But then there like 
there were a couple other like there was one of I guess some guy fishing or something. I didn't remember yeah, that. Yeah, I mean one. I remember most of the voice. I don't remember when, when the singer guy was. I mean, because they used him as the the what the out the out. See, I only remember that from the radio. I remember those commercials right. only from the radio. And they might have only been I don't know no, but that, that was a cool idea, like with the night and whatever else, and you know, yeah. So I gotta. I got to do some research on that one. Uh, my number two one was the M&M's one with uh, Dan Levy. I thought that yeah. was just funny. I thought yeah. it was, and that was like an early on commercial too. And, yeah. and that was a good one. That one made me laugh. So that was my one. number two. I forgot one. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to say my number one was, oh, no. Boy, this is tough. I forgot. I might say my number one, and I don't like him. I don't think he's usually funny, but I think the GE Will Ferrell thing was funny. So with the electric cars. Like I, I thought that was. I mistakenly watched that commercial before. Before the game, so, and it, so it kind I, of ruined it for me. I, I watched it before. It be I didn't funnier. mean to, but I told I told my wife I'm like, hey, this one I think is going to be good, right? You know, and her reaction was positive, which is interesting because she's not a big Will Ferrell fan either. It, That's it the one I forgot the list. Good, but it was. I wanted it to be funnier. I wanted it to be. Funnier. So then, what was your number one? Because I just, I just took Will Ferrell for. I just didn't even mention my number one. I just knocked it off for Will Ferrell. My too. number one one was the Cheetos one with okay. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and okay. Shaggy because I love the fact that in the year 2021, Shaggy is still an important part of our cultural lexicon. <laughs> that that he can come back and do a Super Bowl commercial yeah. like that was one of those ones where they they. They definitely hit a certain market of people there, and and like I just, it was good. I like that one. So that one, that one will be the one that I think I remember the most uh, from this year. And the what other, was your other, like, another Drake one? from State Farm. The, the Drake from State yeah, Farm. Yeah. It was it was good. I wanted kind of more of it. Like I wanted like another one of them or something. Yeah, like that, that was like I would I would have traded, I would have traded two Paramount Pluses for one more Drake from State Farm. Like I mean, I know that's not an equal, you know, trade, but in terms of what you saw, <laughs> if we have you know if we have I, commercial trading, you know, I'd take that. You know what I didn't get, and I, I mean, I got it to a degree, but it was kind of annoying. Is they kept going, um, they kept going to those like weird shots with the Paramount Mountain in the background, and then and the Jim was like, "It's yeah. kind of frosty or it's kind of cold out here today, Jim." Like, yeah, it was it was weird. Like I didn't. I wanted. I thought there was going to be more of a bit there, and it right. just I didn't. didn't I didn't, it didn't get happen. it, or there wasn't more. And the the one that in the pregame show that, that maybe you didn't see, and, and it's online was the Sam Adams commercial. I don't like your cousin from Boston. The whole Sam Adams thing because I think it's kind of goofy. But this one started out as a Clydesdale commercial. Like you see these de- okay, you see these big Clydesdales, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a beer commercial for 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 Bud. And I thought they weren't advertising right, and and it ends up the joke is like he had unpinned the Clydesdales from the cart and they start running all over the town, right? And it's all like you sent your cousin from Boston. Like if I was them, I'd have spent the money for the game because I think that one would have been seen by more eyeballs and, and people would have liked it. Yeah, I missed that one. So I definitely missed it that was, one. It yeah. was pregame. It was might have been like 5.30 time frame. I also agree with you that the cousin from Boston thing is annoying because the, the, like, the, I don't enjoy people from Boston that are like that. And like, no, and I guess that's the joke, right? Like he sucks, yeah. but he brings the beer. So I, yeah. I get that, and that's what this was like. He screwed up again, but he brought the right beer. So, um, the other one, and this will segue nicely into our next conversation. But I, I did think, and this one, I know that you probably wouldn't respect because you aren't you. Well, you might you might have got it. Was the Sweet Victory one with SpongeBob? It was kind of the 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 
uh, climax to the Paramount ones with oh, yeah. once they got to the the top and and what's his face was sitting there with with Stephen Colbert as the bartender. Yep, yep. And he pressed the button and then Sweet Victory actually yeah, yeah. like truly played, unlike last year when it was like kind of played for two seconds during yep. the halftime show. So to me, that's the closest I think we're ever really going to get until like some, like I think the Foo Fighters, if they ever play a Super Bowl, will actually do the whole bit. Right. I think they could pull it off. But I, I just thought that was that was also a very good one. A lot of people didn't like the the Paramount Plus ones. I thought they were very good, though. Oh, I, I thought, thought they, they were, were very good. I, I, I thought, and I, I, it was just the repetition of them. But again, it's CBS's stuff. They've got to rebrand CBS All Access to Paramount Plus so people get it. Um, no, I thought, the, I mean, the planning and the effort that went into them and all the different people and areas they were coming from in the Paramount Plus you know, landscape or mountain or whatever it was, I thought it was great. Do you think, do you think they were funnier because we are Steelers fans and we remember Bill Cower absolutely losing his mind. So seeing Bill Cower in a, in an awkward position is, is very funny. It helped. But again, you had Beavis, your, your, your reason for the first one was Beavis and That's Butthead true. with the crack, That's right? True. So there was something for everybody. There, there was Star Trek stuff. There was, you know, there, were, there was, there was Colbert, there was SpongeBob. There was, they had so much stuff to play with and they, and they played with it well. So no, I think they were good. The one bit or whatever, homage i guess that they had a crank yankers um <laughs> puppet in there and i i was kind of surprised not only because of what pup what crank yankers represents but like like i don't know if that many people got crank yankers like i didn't don't know if that was no but i think you i don't know that everybody's going to get every piece of one of those things when you yeah, have when you're throwing true. that much stuff at the wall you're you're hoping that some people are going to get some stuff and other people won't get others um so yeah like i, I think you know, you got to throw it all out there and try to find, let people know this stuff exists here, right? So you're, you're trying to show them the depth and breadth of what you got there. All right. Well, speaking of halftime shows, Steve, what did you think of the halftime show? I like that it was one entertainer who went out and did his business and apparently did it well. Um, the production value seemed good, right? Like from, from the whole descending thing person in white with the chorus behind him all in white and transitioning on the field and using the the pirate ship like the production was good um it certainly had legs afterward in social media with the whole little maze section thing right like when he's looking around or whatever else that everybody in the world picked that gif up in the past couple of days for whatever issue so i i think on the whole it it was good and a success what was I personally entertained, and is it me? You know, probably not. Okay, that's what but I was but for. I but it was. I understand why it succeeded, and I'm a big fan of, of as we talked before last week. Like if you can find one entertainer that can carry it and do it well, and people like it, then I'm a big fan of that because I don't need all the stuff thrown at me on the field to try to get me somehow engaged. I texted you at 8:41 on Sunday. Did you enjoy? At 8:46, you responded, "Eh, was it good?" Question mark. And I said yes. Okay, and, and I'm not right. Like I, I know it was successful. I know it was well produced. You know, I don't know if it was good because it's just not my wheelhouse. Um, okay. But I think they achieved what they wanted to achieve. I'm sure he was happy with it, right? Um, the NFL was happy with it, probably because nobody, you know, was offended or whatever. So, <laughs> you know. no female body parts were exactly shown. Exactly. Um, okay, so I thought it was very good and i thought it was it was a nice 
like you said, a nice breath of fresh air when it comes to the halftime show, simply because it was one one person doing their thing, and and that was it. I think the timber the the solo Timberlake one in Minnesota was like the last one we've really had like that, where mm-hmm. I think there weren't a ton of guests showing up and people coming in and out. Um, a couple of things that I thought were interesting. One, I really liked the way he used that platform stage up where the, the, the buccaneer ship is. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Um, it, it made it made sense given this year that they couldn't really do anything like that. Yeah. But I saw somebody point this out. Like It was actually probably today I saw it. They need to let the field, like let the entertainer work the field when it comes to the halftime show. Like I, I think the running of fans on and like the shots of fans, like that takes away from the homage. And, and somebody pointed out that each song should basically be like its own music video when you do the Super Bowl halftime show. And I thought he, the weekend, did an excellent job with that. Um, I thought, and this isn't on on him, but I thought the sound was mixed horribly. I think you even texted me about that. There was like, it just didn't sound right. Like it was, and I don't know if that was my TV. I saw a couple other people say that. So I think, I think that wasn't just me type thing. That was frustrating. Um, but the, like the grand finale with him on the field playing blinding lights, that that was, that was what I wanted. That's what I got. It was, it, it was like, we're, we're going to remember that shot. And basically, the way he was looking with the fireworks and all of the dancers behind it, that will be an iconic Super Bowl moment, I think, for years to come. Yeah, no, it, as was, much certainly, as the was. it was certainly picturesque. And again, that was something that I don't know that I had an appreciation for until I guess I still covered the one Super Bowl, and even Rich Russo mentioned it last week, the, the, the rehearsals, right? Like in terms of setting down and knowing where these shots are going to come from and where is it going to be and actually producing it. It's not like somebody's reacting to this. Like they know where he's gonna go and where the performer's gonna go, so they're gonna get that shot, which I think is great. Like if you're gonna do the show, plan and do the show, and, and they did a good job with it. I think from that piece of it, from start to finish. Yeah, I, I don't think it was an all timer, but it was definitely one of the best, probably my favorite in the last ten years. I think, I think the Beyonce one is up there. By her, the Beyonce one by herself is up there. Um, and I'm trying to think. There was there was when I looked, went back and looked. There was one other one that uh, it included. Oh, the Bruno, the first Bruno Mars one. Right, I thought the was, first one for him was better. That than was the also, yep. but that would probably be in the same level. Um, I don't think we're gonna quite ever get like another Petty or Prince or even like Bruce's was Bruce's was cool. And I know you were at that game because I think that he took a three three hour what a three hour Bruce Springsteen show is. And crunched it into 18 minutes or however many minutes and i there's no, very I think, few as we talked about last week there's very few entertainers that can, can do that yeah and the single i think the single shows are gonna are still gonna be rare it'll just be interesting we you know the who did theirs themselves like if i remember correctly right but i just don't think there's anybody out there that they're gonna trust or that they think is gonna be crossover enough or mainstream enough or all those things enough to work and that's why you're going to get two or three thrown at the window again Taylor Swift I think for all the right reasons we talked about but also not there because of probably the Pepsi Coke thing we talked about last week too I'm trying to think if there was there was somebody else someone else pointed out somebody that would be good for it um, kind of in complaints about the Super Bowl 
uh, and I can't think of who they said or who said it, but it was it was a good person. I, I I don't know. I I also think I read an interesting article. Like, it has the Super Bowl halftime show kind of lost its appeal of or iconic iconicness? And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I I still I think, think it is the Super Bowl halftime show. You know. Yeah. I don't think people, like, droves of people aren't t- tuning out and turning away yet. You know, and again, this year is just weird. You're not going to be able to know, even though the game viewership was down a little bit, you're just not going to be able to know what that means. I think and it, next year will be, you know, interesting, another opportunity for them to go because they had things this year they didn't, like the stadium stage and, and, and the ship that they wouldn't have been able to use if there were fans in there. So it was great for they, that they capitalized on that. But no, I don't, I don't think it's lost its luster. I don't think... You're going to get many performers who, if they're approached by it with the opportunity, you're going to say no. So I think that's the other thing that tells you how relevant they think it is. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, all right. Anything else you want to recap or rehash from the Super Bowl? Any? Any? No, other I don't, but I don't feel so old this this, this week because I, you know, I kind of, you know, thought it was good. So don't know why I thought it was good, but I, you know, at least I appreciate that it was good. Um, the national anthem was weird. It was. Those are not the right I, two people. Well, so first off, I, I don't know. I, like, I like, I don't love country. Like, I'm not into country music. But I think Eric Church is okay. Like, I think he's one of the few that are okay. And I'll occasionally, if it if song comes on the radio, I might keep it on. But, like, and, and call me whatever, but, like, I, I don't know. Just go out there, sing the song the way the song was written or, or and, and the, the song that Jeez, goes Jeez, that sounds, you sound like you're the, like the old guy. Don't mess with my song now. I know. I just, like, go, just go sing it. When he started, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to let the country guy sing the national anthem. And then it became a duet. And she was really good. She was, she was excellent. She it, was very good. But I just. But they didn't feel like the right two together. Also, just, like, the national anthem as a duet is weird to me. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, her, God bless America. This is this is a tangent. If anybody's listened this far, and, and I don't know who this will get me in trouble with. Look, we got a national anthem. I don't need God bless America and the national anthem. Just play the national anthem. See, I know. Here it, we go. Did they do? Or it was. I thought it was the other America song, America the Beautiful. Was it America? Either the one of them. If it's a national, nice, you don't like that. See, okay. See, I, I was thinking about this today, and I do. Let, let's debate this real quick. We've got time. If you're still listening at this point, thank you. Um, <laughs> it, I was thinking about this the other day. I, the, the words to the national anthem, are are hard for me sometimes. Like I just like, I, there's a lot of words, a lot of different words. But America the Beautiful is a a great song, and I to me that should be the national anthem. I've seen other people say that. I think that should be the national anthem. And oh. I, I I thought that was case in point by by her before before the game before all of everything. But it is weird that we get we get all the songs like just. Pick one of them. Right, yeah, I agree. Like, America the Beautiful probably sounds more like it should be the national anthem. Unfortunately, it's not. So if we're going to play the national anthem before the game, I don't need to hear all the other... It's like post-9-11, and I appreciate it was New York, and and it happens in New York, but I don't need it at every stadium in America where they're playing six songs in the seventh inning inning stretch (laughs) or whatever else. Play me the song that's supposed to happen then at that time and play me the national anthem before the game like it's supposed to happen, and I'm good. We've checked the boxes. I'm in for the competition, not the concert. Here's a question for you: um, Do you would you take your hat would you take your hat off for America the Beautiful? 
if I was in the stadium, I'd have to because other people would be around me and it'd be peer pressure. But no, I noticed a lot of people didn't take like their their hats off for that. Not the national anthem. Okay, so what about God Bless America? Because I I was taught that you take your hat off for God Bless America, but not necessarily America the Beautiful. I don't know that I was taught that. So I'm thinking no, but the times that I would hear it would be in the stadium probably, so I'd have to because people around me would think I'm a jerk if I didn't. (laughs) So peer pressure. (laughs) But not the national anthem. That's like when you go to an opposing stadium, and now we'll go down this rabbit hole, when you go to pick the Big Ten football stadium and they play the other team's alma mater, what are you doing? Uh, normally everybody else is standing at that point, so I'm standing. I don't. I don't. Do you take your hat off when they play the Penn State alma mater? Because I, I usually do. Unless I it's usually a do, game. but if I either home or even home or away, like I'm not standing for their teams alma or other teams alma mater. Like I don't that's care. That's interesting. I like that's um, that's the one place I'm planting my planting my flag. No, not my not my alma mater. Respect you, but I'm not standing for it. My Indiana home is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs. So like I actually will sing anytime we go to Bloomington. I actually like sing along. Like I, like I don't get out. Like I don't get to sing it any other time. I think it's a good song. So, well, it's funny. I just got a, I got a chill because when I went to the Indy 500, God, 15 years ago, we went to the parade, and talk about Middle America, like national anthem kind of stuff. We're sitting on the edge of the street, you know, waiting for the parade to come by, and the star of the parade turns the corner. I mean, 300 yards away, led by the American flag. Everybody's up immediately with the flag 300 yards away. I've been to many a Penn State homecoming parade, and there's some people who have a hard time getting out of their chairs with that flag right in front of them. And I was like, this is very impressive stuff by the folks in downtown Indianapolis. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, God bless America and all that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't grab it home. No, hey, you know what? That was good. I, I'm glad we had that conversation, because I think that's- You'll never get that time back. Um, all right. Well, I can't. I can't I'm lost. Uh, um, if you, you made it this far, the, the giggle fits have, have hit the Coca-Cola that I drank. This is definitely hitting me very hard. A little sugar rush there. Um, okay. So thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to us ramble about the national anthem and God bless America. Um, subscribe and like to us. Like us on Facebook and subscribe on podcasting services. Um, email the show, especially if you know exactly what happened with the Penn State Twitter thing. True that. Because uh, if you do, we will protect your anonymity, and we will, we will, but also share that story because we want to find out. So it's stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com if you know what happened with the Twitter thing. Um, and if you don't want to email us about the Twitter thing, you could also just give us some feedback. That would be great. Uh, my let Twitter us know if America the Beautiful should be the national anthem. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Maybe that'll be like our poll for this week. What what should really be the America's national anthem? <laughs> and that will be for the four people that have made it to the end of the podcast that, that get it. Um, and <laughs> my Twitter handle, will, where we'll probably tweet this poll, is at Stuff Summers Says, and your Twitter handle is at Steve Samsel, and we will retweet that poll. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, like I said earlier, God bless America. America the beautiful, whatever it may be. Goodbye. <laughs>